to another episode of the Just a Couple Dudes Jacked podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric Flattiger, and without us today is Anthony or Frank, but that's okay because we have a special guest. We have Christina Flack on. She's the CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup, and on top of that, she has a very you know in-depth, crazy, wild story, a lot of life lessons learned, I feel like, and I really wanted to get into that, and that was one of the things that grabbed me when we started speaking on Instagram. And so, hey, Christina, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. How was your yeah. day? Oh, it's it's been uh it's been a hectic week. I mean, I feel like it's been a hectic year actually when I really think about it. This has been the most crazy crazy year of my life. It's so weird. It's like it was March 18th and now it's June. I can't believe this much time has gone by. Yeah, it's it's flown and and it's just been one thing after another after another even for me so I work in education. And so when COVID happened, that threw us for a huge loop. And then, I don't know, I feel like since February, my life's just been kind of the whole schedule, the way I do things has been flipped on its head. Yes, definitely. I can totally relate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot to unpack when it comes to your story. (laughs) Yes, there Um, is. So I guess we could start with, why don't you tell the listeners um, a little bit about yourself of like who you are, what you do, you know, with, you know, you're obviously, you're the CEO of of your makeup brand in line, but then we can kind of go from there, give the people a little background about who you are. Okay. Well, my name is Christina Flack, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. I'm CEO and founder of Pretty Girl Makeup. I'm a celebrity makeup artist. I am a sepsis advocate, a sepsis awareness advocate. Um, I'm also, in the past two and a half years, I've become kind of an expert on dealing with grief in a positive way. I am the mother of five, and um, I guess that's, wow. that's, that's a lot. That's enough right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Stop one, <with> that. <laughs> definitely. One thing that caught me when you said uh, sepsis awareness. Now, the only reason I was even aware of what sepsis is was because you know what both my co-hosts are nurse. One's a nurse practitioner, the other one's a, a nurse in a, a CVICU, um, and so I only know that because of them. Otherwise, I had no idea what that is. I had no idea uh, what sepsis was before um, March of 2018. I was married to Ken Flack. He was the number one doubles uh, player in the world in the 80s and 90s with his partner, Rob Seguso. They had won, you know, a gold medal in Seoul and, you know, multiple Wimbledons, U.S. Opens. They were in the Davis Cup team. Wow. They had quite an amazing career. And so Ken and I were married um, in 2010. Yeah. And, yeah, we had a blended family of nine kids. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, it was great. And um, anyway, Ken got um, bronchitis, which turned into pneumonia in March of 2018. Um, we were, uh, our healthcare provider at the time was Kaiser Permanente here in California. Um, their protocol is you call in if you're sick and they, you speak with an advice nurse and then they determine if you're sick enough or if they think you should be seen. Um, Ken had called in, I was sitting there with him and he said, you know, he had a fever, um, he was incredible, like everything ached. He had like an orangey mucus coming out of his throat and his nose. Um, oh, wow. he, felt, he said he felt like he had glass in his chest. He felt like he was dying. Um, and, he wasn't, and he wasn't joking. Um, he, it, it turned out then that the, the advice nurse called the doctor, Dr. John Culbertson, and he called back Ken and said, you know, um, I think you have, 
you know, bronchitis. Um, I'm just going to give you a cough medicine with codeine so you can sleep. What? Yeah, no antibiotic. Oh, and my God. And so what happens if you have an infection and, you know, someone gives you cough medicine with codeine, which you think, oh, I'm going to sleep. It's going to be amazing. Well, actually, it's the exact opposite. Uh, the cough medicine with codeine suppresses your breathing. It slows it down so much that if you have an infection, it will grow at like an unstoppable wild, like an unstoppable wildfire. So within 12 hours, even with the inhaler, Ken started spitting up blood. Oh um, my God. It was, it was awful. And so, um, you know, 12 hours later, you know, he woke up and I'm like, okay, that's enough's enough. Like I got him in the car and, you know, he could barely walk. Uh, we, I rushed him to the emergency at Kaiser Permanente here in Marin County, right out outside of San Francisco. Uh, he, you know, managed to walk in. Um, they, more spitting up of the blood. They took him into an emergency room and put him on oxygen and they were trying to stabilize his breathing. Um, you know, he still had the orangey yuck coming out, you know, with blood now. Um, he then, they put him on three different types of oxygen to stabilize his breathing. And wow. uh, yeah. And then while that was happening, another, the doctor called me in and out of the room and said, you know, I think your husband might die. And I'm like, wait, what? What? what yeah. Why? He, he's got, he's got pneumonia. Like fix him. And they said, well, you know, they had tested him for sepsis and MRSA and he had sepsis and, uh, but they didn't have the antibiotic on hand, oh. even in the emergency room, but they didn't tell me that. So they said, well, we're going to, is it okay if we intubate him, you know, put him to sleep so he can clear out his lungs. And I'm like, well, yeah, do whatever you need to do. Go fix him. And uh, unfortunately I didn't realize intubation is life support. Oh my God. Yeah. So and they didn't explain that to you. No, oh. they just said they were putting him under to clear out his lungs and that that would clear out the pneumonia. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds logical. Yeah. Like do what you got to do. Go, hurry up, go do it. So they did that. They put him under, but he never regained consciousness. So I told him before, you know, he went under, I said, babe, you know, they're going to um, put you under, they're going to clear out your lungs. You've got pneumonia. And, you know, you're going to feel better and then we'll go home and you can watch your golf channel. And he's like, okay, cool. And I'm like, okay, I love you. And he said, I love you. And, and those were the last time that, you know, we spoke. Yeah. So that was on a Thursday. Okay. So within, you know, he's on life support. He's got there, you know, three and a half hours later, they did give him the antibiotic for, for sepsis. However, by that point, so just your listeners probably are still wondering what is sepsis? What so is sepsis, it? Yeah. What is it? Sepsis is an infection of the blood that attacks your vital organs. So if all your vital organs are attacked, they shut down. Mm. So your liver, your kidney, your heart, you know, everything shuts down. So on Friday, um, the UCSF um, Benioff Hospital in San Francisco sent out this, they, this was their last, last ditch effort to, to save Ken's life with this ECMO machine. An ECMO machine gets attached kind of like near your groin and it pumps blood for you so you can, you know, you can rest and heal. Yeah. Well, you know, they, then they took, they brought 19 people over from San Francisco to transfer Ken. He was so, I mean, it, it's shocking. My husband was six foot one, yeah. big, healthy guy. Like, Athlete. 
athlete, you know, professional athlete, had just been playing golf, like, but literally in two days, he was like this frail, helpless body. Like, it was unbelievable. That's incredible. Um, arms and legs started turning black. Oh, um, wow. And I'm just, and I said to the doctor, you know, well, what are we going to do about this discoloration? And they said, well, the doctor was pretty cold and said, well, if he survives, we'll have to amputate the arms and legs. And I'm like, Oh, I just got chills. I know. So oh. I just, I couldn't believe it. So that was Monday. And so, so imagine from Thursday to Monday. Goodness. Um, and so, you know, at that point I knew he wasn't going to survive. Um, and I just knew that even if he did, I was never going to chop off his arms and legs. And, you no. know, no life, you know, he couldn't golf. He couldn't be with his kid. I mean, it, it, there was just, I would never do that to him. I wouldn't do that to anyone. And so, you know, his kids and I, we had to make a decision of taking him off life support, which. Oh my God. And he passed away in literally two minutes. And, um, you know, his doubles partner, Rob Seguso had flown in from Florida and his brothers and sisters. And so, you know, it was, that it is, was horrible. So that isn't, Oh, I, I can't even imagine. Honestly. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, it's fine. Um, yes. So, um, after Ken passed away, the sepsis Alliance contacted me and asked if, um, I would be willing to, you know, if they could use Ken's likeness to, you know, educate people on sepsis, mm. um, and if I would be willing to, you know, raise awareness. And, and I thought, you know, I would love to do that. I don't want anyone else to, you know, lose their person because of not being aware of this disease. And so, um, I, I started, you know, speaking, I started doing some interviews and stuff. And then, you know, that kind of led to, you know, speaking about, about grief and, and, and how do you deal with grief? My, to, so go back a little bit in my story, my son, Bo had passed away, um, on Christmas day when he was four and a half months old. Uh, Ben Gosh. was, Ben was a twin. Uh, wow. And, uh, his twin is Ben. Ben's now mm -hmm. 14. And so I had dealt with, you know, losing my child was horrific. Um, you know, oh, I can imagine to, yeah, you're not supposed to lose your child and certainly no. not Christmas day in front of all your children and your husband. And yeah. so, um, you know, I said, I knew that like I had started taking pills to like fall asleep at night after Bo died. And then I took him in the day cause it just kind of numbed any feeling. Cause it was just, my heart was obliterated. And yeah. So after, you know, about a month and a half or so, my friends like came in with my husband and just said, okay, you're not a pill popper. You're like Miss Green Juice. You, yeah. know, you go that every day, you, you hike, you know, you meditate, like get it, you know, enough. You've got a company and children. You can't do this. Yeah. I knew they were right. And so I started back on my very disciplined, I became extra disciplined. I would get up and have a green juice and vinegar and water and yeah out and, and you know so I started um, a garden at the Ed McGuire school in Mill Valley California called the uh, Ben Friedman outdoor classroom Bo Friedman outdoor classroom yeah wow summer she is the principal at the time and um, so I am very into nutrition and I just felt like you know this garden was the perfect thing to help children from a really young age from big time yeah, like to like grow a, you know, plant a seed and then it grows and then they harvest it and then they eat it. And, you know, if you can get kids to start eating healthy at a young age, 
you know, they're, you yeah, know. you create that, they get used to that. It's not foreign to them. It's not just hot Cheetos and sugar and Coca-Cola. And, you know, then they, you know, go home and they share with their family. So yeah. I just, you know, this outdoor classroom has this amazing guard, these garden beds and a fruit trees that the kids eat snack. Um, there's chickens. It's just, it's an amazing uh, thing. Dogs. Anyway, <laughs> it's uh, fine. Uh, so Anyway, and then I am, my brother is on the board and now I am with at the Northern Lights School in Oakland, California. Of, oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, this, it's a private school, um, but it's predominantly minority children that attend it. Mm. 90% are on full scholarships. Um, so the school is, because it's private, it is run solely on uh, grants and donations. And so that's, and the school. Yeah. So we have a 98% success rate of kids going on to college. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I mean, that's, as you're an educator, you know that that's huge. Like that's, that's huge. For a, a, you know, a very wealthy private school. So um, I started the bow free, you know, the baby bow um, educational fund there. And then, you know, by the, all the sports people around the Bay area are involved with, uh, you know, raising money. So the giants, the 49ers, the, the A's, you know, the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors, everyone's involved. They um, play in this celebrity golf tournament by um, Vita Blue puts it on. And so this past October, uh, my son Ben is a golfer, Bo's twin, mm. and he raised $35,500. Wow. Yeah. And it, it's so great because three children are going to be able to go to private school for an entire year. And That's incredible. Yeah. And so, you know, Ben was like, mom, it's not a big deal. I golf today. I'm like, no, Ben, you changed three lives, which three families, you know, that helps change communities in the world. And so, yeah, that's what we always talk about. It's a ripple effect. It's, it's the thing you do for that one person, which you have no idea what it's going to do so on and so forth. And it's just that one small act. And even just for you to do that one small thing, which set off that ripple, you know? Absolutely. So you know, I feel, I feel great about that. All my children have been involved in one way or another with the Northern Lights School. My son, Nikolai, played in the golf tournament. My, both my daughters, you know, have donated time for a teddy bear tea there. And so, you know, it means a lot to us. So after Ken passed away, I started the Ken Flack Educational Fund as well because Ken had been playing in the golf tournament the entire time we were married. And, oh, wow. You know, so I just, I don't want Ken or Bo to be forgotten. I want... Um, I would like, you know, to, you know, change lives for kids with, you know, education and nutrition. So now we're going to talk about grief for a minute. Um, yes. The thing with grief, one of my best friends, Eva Mann, took me to, she told me we were going to a spa at Canyon Ranch for the weekend. And I thought, okay, right after Ken passed. And I'm like, amazing. Let's go get massages, lay in the sun and relax. Well, she lied. It was grief camp. Wow. Yeah. There was this woman rabbi there from um, Sherry Hirsch from LA and she had written a book called We Plan and God Laughs. And oh, I thought, wow. well, that's my life. I, you know, have, I'm a CEO. I'm, you know, I have all this, I do all these makeup jobs that I love. I have an agent, you know, my kids are great. Like I'm married to the love of my life. You know, he's, everything's great. Yep. And then it wasn't, it was like, boom, the rug gets yanked out from under you. And so what was so great about this grief camp, which I despised at the time, um, because it's so, you know, dealing with grief is not pleasant. It is very painful. It's, you have to really be honest and deal with, you know, your reality. And so 
you know, it really helped give me some tools to manage grief. You know, I don't think I'm going to ever get over Ken's passing. I mean, literally an hour ago, I was, I heard a song and I, it made me cry and I'm in the car. My daughter was yeah. here and she's like, mom, what's wrong? And I'm like, Oh, I just, it's yeah, and I don't think you do ever get over it. You no, can't. you learn to manage, you know, yes. you learn to manage your grief. And so I also, I was on a hike one day and you know, I was kind of like, I have conversations with Ken in my head because I know he's with me all the time. And uh, I just, I could hear him saying how hard it was for him to watch me, you know, crying and like curled up, you know, inconsolable. Mm -hmm. and when I thought of that, I just thought, wow, he is watch. I know he's watching over me and with me all the time. How horrible that must be for him to see me not living my life in a joyful, loving, happy way that I'm just kind of existing and miserable. And so I thought, True. you know what, the best thing I can do to honor him is to be, you know, to do these things to, to help other people and to be happy because I know that would make him happy, you know, to see my life in a, you know, you know, you know, being unhappy for me is so foreign. I am like the happiest. <laughs> I'm Disneyland. I can I'm tell. <laughs> I'm always in a good mood. I laugh yeah. at everything. And, you know, I just thought, you know, I know he would be happy to see me happy and to watch me miserable is not on. So it's not honoring your loved one by staying in this. It's not, it's not at all. I just, you know, and we had someone on the podcast, the same as Derek McCormick. He wrote a book called tea time with the Reaper because uh, his wife, she was taken from him by cancer, a very aggressive cancer uh, and a, in a failed healthcare system, to be honest. And, um, kind of, you know, you can feel that too. Right. Um, and so, and he was saying his whole mission now is like, I need to live my life to honor her. I can't just wallow in it. I have to honor her. And so, um, I can, I definitely like when you're saying that, I just, it made me think of Derek and, and yeah. it's true though. You, you have to, cause what other choice do you have? You don't. And so, I mean, so many people think, oh, I'm going to stay in mourning the rest of my life. I mean, I used to jokingly, actually, Ken and I both used to say to each other, if one of us goes, Ken would say, I want you in mourning like Queen Victoria the rest of your days. I want <laughs> your bed of me. I want you miserable. I want you just thinking of me. And and, and I remember the same thing. I, I said yeah. the same thing. Yeah, so I, I made that joke before too with my I was telling my sister that I was like you know when people like when someone passes and then they're like oh they would want you to be happy I'm like I want people crying terrible. for years yes. <laughs> can't live without me right so you know they say that you know when you go to the other side all that jealousy and all that stuff goes mm. away I don't know if that's true but that's what I hear yeah. so um so anyway, I just feel like if people can do something to honor their loved one, you know, you don't have to do what I did. I mean, I started these foundations and I started the garden, but you know, whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy, you know, if you like to read to children or, you know, do something positive every day. I know it's hard. I mean, I have days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't want to wake up. I'm miserable. I'm ugh, everything sucks. But then what I try to do is think of, you know, things I'm grateful for, my children, my work, you know, my home, my health. I mean, there's a million things that we have to be grateful about. Um, it sounds like you prime yourself for the day. You have to. Yeah. I, did. I tell myself, I am going to have a great day. I am going to be happy. And I came, you know, my daughter Melania lives in London. She's a fashion designer. And, oh. you know, she was home after Ken passed, um, you know, to be with me. 
you know, she, my kids are all devastated. You know, Ken mm. and I were only married eight years, but he used to joke because we had so much going on that every year was like seven. Yeah. So we were <laughs> and so, you know, after my son Bo had passed, I was very sad. And when I met Ken, I started being myself again and laughing and, and you know, I was really happy and, and he helped heal me and my kids and even my ex-husband, you know, they became good friends. And oh, that's amazing. my daughter, yeah. And my daughter said to me, you know, mommy, you should just be, you know, happy and grateful that you had those eight years with Kendall. Uh, you know, I, oh. I um, you know, she said, just be grateful you had those because we, you became yourself again and, and, you know, it really did change you. And so I really, I wish I had 800 years with that man. I truly yes. do, but I am grateful for the eight that I had. Well, can you imagine if you never met him? Ah, uh, uh, it, it's, in, yeah. You know what? You're right. My heart would never have healed. And my children have had such a great experience. I mean, just the fact that Ken and my ex-husband and I co-parented the three of us together in such a beautiful way. Like on Father's Day, they would go golfing with the kids. Wow. (laughs) Now, I don't know too many stories where people can do that either. (laughs) And they would make jokes about like, you know, Mitch would call Ken and go, oh my God, she's mad. And Ken would be like, well, dude, what did you do? You did yeah. something. I just left her. She was fine. You know, yeah. and, you know, it was just really great. And, you know, my ex-husband was there the entire time Ken was in the hospital. He didn't leave his side. Wow. And, you know, it shows a lot of what a, an amazing man Ken was. You know, he had such a huge heart and he was so funny and he was such a character. Um, well, and it sounds like he lived his life like fully, you know, like world athlete. I mean, got married to you. You guys said you combined your families. He healed you. I mean, like if I knew I, I was going to pass away before I would want to, but I knew that I accomplished all those things. I, I mean, you got to say like, I would have to think I lived an incredible life. Absolutely. You know, and I, I know that Ken did feels like he lived and he said, I, I have a card that he had written me on uh, one of our anniversaries and it was like this big heart and it was like a jigsaw puzzle and there was one little piece missing. And the, the other piece was like out to the side and mm-hmm. he had said like, you know, you helped heal my heart. You know, I'm so grateful for the time that, you know, for all the, you know, all these years we've been married and, you know, it's so funny, like six months before he died, he had sent me this picture of us and he had written on it, but like, it looked like a, like a computer had generated it. It said, yeah. in our next life, I want to find you sooner so I can love you longer. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. That is, that is pretty, oof. Pretty wild, right? So, um, you know, yeah. So it, it's been, it's been a lot. It's hard. I'm, you know, I'm in a lawsuit with a malpractice lawsuit right now with Kaiser because, mm. you know, I feel he wasn't given proper care. I feel, you know, the love of my life, my best friend is gone. You know, no one should not be seen by a doctor. I mean, there's got to yeah. be change made in the medical system, especially a company like Kaiser that yeah. factors in, you know, uh, people dying in their business plan. Like how disgusting yeah. It's awful. You know? Yeah. We have to hold uh, physicians, hospitals, all of them. You have to hold all of them accountable when these things happen. And I'm glad to see like someone like yourself is because if people aren't holding them accountable, they will get away with literally killing people. I mean like, and I know they have the hardest job in the world too is saving people. But when things happen, you know, I've seen it so many times play out to where it's like 
that was malpractice. That was not good. You, you're, you've been trusted with this person's life and you did not take the proper channels and it resulted in their death. Absolutely. I mean, I can't, you know, of course, if they could, there's nothing that they could give me other than returning me my husband, you know, and true, you know, like it doesn't even matter. I mean, it does matter, but it just, it's like, you know, you can't send my husband back. I wish yeah. you could. I tried. I, I am so like mentally, like I've been telling him like, God damn it. Come home. God yeah. want you. I'm the only one that can handle you and your bullshit. Like, yeah. come home. You know, and I'm, and I'm like, you're not even trying hard enough. Try. Yeah. Waiting for to drop down, you know? Yeah. But it's oh. just, it's, it's, you know, it's so crazy. All of it, how your world, it, you know, you just don't even realize when someone dies, like it's so, I mean, it's obviously permanent, but it's just like, wait a minute. I can't talk to him. I can't touch him it's so weird and it's very eerie that thought of like wait they're they're gone they're not on a vacation they're not around the corner they're not i'm not waiting for them they're like right. gone completely that's the way it's the most peculiar yeah. eerie feeling weird and it's like i remember I, I sometimes think like you know the last time we were walking through our uh, laundry room you know he walked out there out the door it's like did he know that was the last time he would walk out of our house and all the things are in the house. Like, how's he not coming back? You know, it's like, it's yeah. so weird to think about it. So, you know, I tell people all the time, tell everyone who you love, tell them you love them. Don't wait mm. for tomorrow or wait, you know, now. Like, I, I just feel like it's so important to live your life to the fullest every day because you really, truly do not know how long you have. You, you know, um, oops. Sorry about that. Phrase <laughs> is all good. I, you know, it's just important that people live their life and, and be happy and loved, and you know, be, do try to make things positive, make the world a better place. If everyone did that, my gosh, can you imagine how much better? Oh, I know. That's what I've always thought. I'm like, people live like they have all the time in the world. Yeah. We live like we're gonna live forever. We we because we don't want to think about the end. We don't want to think about death and dying. But the truth is, if you focus on it it does make your days better because you know oh that like this is the gift of today. You couldn't put a price on it. The Absolutely. gift of having time with someone like that eight years, you said that you were married to him. That, I mean, that is like wildly, you couldn't put a price on it ever. No, it was, it was, I'm so grateful. I truly am. I, I miss talking to Ken so much. We used to have these amazing conversations all the time and we'd wake up in the middle of the night and start talking. You know, it's the funniest thing we were married eight years. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, we just never got tired of talking to each other. You know, I mean, my marriage wasn't perfect. We had our ups and downs like everybody else. You know, mm -hmm. we fought, you know, we loved big and we, ooh, we could fight big too. Like, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it was like, it was amazing. You know, it, it was really passionate and strong. And, and, you know, it was like, we were each other's biggest protector and biggest like fan, you know, the largest fan. He would be so proud of all my accomplishments. And I know that he's watching this now and he's like, oh, watch out world. My wife is going to kick Sepsis's ass. Kaiser's yeah. like, you just get, you just watch her. She's going to be on her Russian, I'm Russian. He'd be like, she's going to okay. be on her Russian broomstick and just like, <laughs> I, I just fly. cracking up going, oh, Chris Flack, like, <sighs> yeah. yeah, you you have a lot of energy and you seem like you've been <laughs> balancing a lot of things and just been like crushing stuff 
for a while. How do you, do you feel like you had to become more of that? You said you're really into discipline um, or did you have to develop some of these tools? But I feel like you're just born with that kind of genetic energy. I'm just like kind of jacked up. I, you know, obviously yeah. a lot of tea, I've got a lot of energy, but I, you know, I really feel like, if, you know, your body is, you know, as a makeup artist, um, mm. you know, I think it's really important, you know, what you put inside your body is, is important as what you put on top of it. I mean, I have really good makeup skills, obviously, because of, you know, my career, but, sure. you know, if I can have a face, you know, a lot of times I tell like, you know, models or celebrities that I work with, like, you know, please drink the green juice, you know, don't smoke, don't drink. Cause mm -hmm. it, you know, alcohol and cigarettes are not your friend. They're not going to make you pretty. Yeah. I, I feel like I, that those two things in particular can kind of suck the life out of people. Oh my gosh. It's shocking. Like you can see like incredibly beautiful people in their twenties and thirties. And then if they have drank, you know, lived hard drinking and partying and it is shocking. They, they don't even look like the same person, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at Christy Brinkley, for example, like she's like, she's 70. I think she looks like she's 45. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't you know, eat me. Like she looks amazing. So I yeah, think there's people who do that. Even, uh, I guess, I don't know, Sylvester Stallone, he's one of my idols. I know he's probably had, I don't know, I like to think he hasn't had any work done, but he's in his 70s and he's like lifting weights and he just looks awesome. And he does, he looks really amazing. And yeah. I, I think you could, you know, doing yoga, I think that's really helpful. Mm. Um, you know, but actually part of my job being a makeup artist is, is you know, making sure that the person that I, my client is, is in a good, happy mood before they get on set. So, you know, it's important. I have to read the client. I have to figure out whether they want to talk or they want quiet or they want me to talk or they want to just me to listen, you know, and I really have a good talent, I guess, for making people in a very short time feel comfortable and mm. to be in a happy mood, even if they were previously, you know, they got into my chair and they weren't, I will get aromatherapy oils. I'll you know, mm. massage their hand. I'll, I'll get them some tea and just, because you photograph so much better when you're happy, you know, when you oh, yeah. it's, it's really surprising. You know, your eyes tell everything, your face is, you know, no one's good enough actor to look happy if they're not, you know, feeling good inside. So. Oh, definitely. Know, People can read that. Definitely a pretty pill. That would be the, you know, laughter and joy make everyone look better. Yeah. I mean, most of, I feel like most of communication isn't just, it's through all the other things. It's through how you're feeling. It's through subtle, you know, cues and whatnot. And so if you're in a terrible mood or you feel awful, like it's hard to fake it and smile and be photogenic. Cause you're like, I mean, that's why when people are like, you're glowing, cause it's a thing. It's true. And then yeah. the funny thing to me is when people say that energy isn't real, it's like love's energy. Like yeah. laughing is energy. Like, you know, how someone makes you feel, you know, you have a conversation with someone and you leave them and you either have like, wow, I feel so much better after leaving that person or, oh my gosh, I left that person and like, I, they didn't make me feel good, you know? Oh, big time. Cause there's those people that are like those people who, who project that they can't catch a break or they're so unlucky and they're this and they're that. And you walk away from them and it's like, gosh, that was exhausting. I felt like I had to counter them on everything and try to get them to, you know, but they still couldn't see the light. You know what I mean? And, and you know what? I don't believe in luck. I mean, I think people make their destiny. I feel like, you know, and also you can, happiness is a choice. And so like, there's always going to be a bump in the road. There just is, there's waves of life. You've kind of got to learn to surf them out, but 
you know, if you know that everything in life's a blessing, there's always good at something. I mean, like, you know, Ken Dine was horrible and it sucks all day, but one of the blessings is that I get to help save other lives by raising awareness for Big time. Or, or maybe someone hears this interview, you know, and they decide to, you know, deal with grief in a different way. You know, they're going to maybe get up tomorrow and go, okay, it's a new day. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to smile. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to go plant a tree in my person's honor or mm-hmm. do something to make, you know, make some change. And, you know, if I can do that, then you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. You know, I really, that makes me happy. Yeah. And you should be. And I think you said something really interesting. One of your emails uh, to me is you mentioned, you're like, I think when people just prey on this thing, like this thing that they're trying to get over a negative thing, they're kind of putting energy and focus towards it rather than maybe praying or meditating or thinking on positive, good things, because then you kind of will those things into your life versus just being obsessed with the bad. Right. Well, I also feel like praying, you know, if you pray, 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 whatever you're, so whatever you're praying about or, or worrying about thinking about the universe thinks you want that to happen. So mm. the universe will help you if you're clear on what you want. But if you're just sitting there thinking about all the bad things that are going to happen, the bad things are going to happen because that's what you're focused on. So it's really important when you figure out what you want in life. Like, you know, I, you know, whatever, like I want to do a magazine cover or something. I, I'm like, that is all I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about how I'm not going to do it. I'm going to think about how am I going to do it? And yeah. Do it. It's like when you're thinking like, don't mess up, don't say this, don't say this, don't say this. And then you say it because you're just, a, you've been priming your brain to have it. It's exactly like with this, you know, shut in and all the insanity that's going on right now. Yep. I, you know, urge people, please turn off the TV because the media, shame on them. You know, they have been just focusing on all this negativity instead of like, there's so many great things that people are doing and people are coming together and peaceful marching and, you know, people have started businesses from, there's all these positive things, but they just focus on this negativity. And then, you know, our brains are really strong, but they're really fragile. So if your brain, if you watch that TV, you know, 15 hours a day and you just Mm -hmm. keep hearing about people getting sick, people dying, well, the brain thinks, Oh, I've got to get sick and I need to die. Like, you know, it just, you're, you're brainwashing yourself. So it's really important to, you know, limit the amount of TV you're watching and reading yes. about and obsessing about and think about something positive or, you know, anything to, to make, you know, this is like the first time in, in, in our lifetimes that we're able to like have the time to, oh, I'm actually home. I, I, I don't, I have time to do, I revamped my website for pretty girl and I did redid my portfolio. I have a new business partner. We, I, I started doing all these things that I've never had time to do. Mm-hmm. Now I have time to do. So use your time. Well, do something with the time. Don't just, you know, sit here and complain and say how everything's horrible. Well, it's as horrible as you make it, make it great. I mean, we've been given really sour, nasty lemons. Well, make some kick-ass lemonade with them. Yeah. And that's so important because there's a few things that you can't control, right? There's a a couple things in the environment you can't control, but you would be surprised at all the things you can control. Absolutely. And and it's perfect to look at all the things that you can do that you can't control that, or maybe you, you know, you don't do like watch, you know, CNN or Fox news all night and get upset, you know, because when you go out into the world and you start talking to people, you realize there's a lot of good people. There's so many great people. I mean, people, I mean, 
so many and people I truly I look at the glasses not even half full, it's 90% full. And I, I really feel that, you know, everyone has something to offer and something positive to say. And if people would just give them a minute and, you know, I, I really hope that people right now are listening. You're like thinking, okay, what am I going to do differently tomorrow that I haven't been doing? You know, this isn't the time to eat ice cream and pizza and watch Netflix all day. You know, no. have at your normal time, eat well, limit your sugar and alcohol, and, you know, get some exercise, either in the house or out. Get some fresh air, that's for sure. For and, sure, some sunlight. And try and figure out what you can do to make this time constructive. That's you, good. That's you're amazing. You're not, not going to get it again. I mean, I hope. I hope we don't get this again. Oh, I know. And then even that, you're like, who could have predicted all this? So, like, while we got some time. Right? You couldn't have made You know what? I was thinking, like, I, I just worked on this TV show for Fox in L.A., mm. Isaiah Washington. And, you know, it was like this kitchen. It was called Kitchen Talk. It's coming out this month, uh, June 22nd on Fox. Oh, um, and it's a really cool show because it was – we would have a guest on and we would be in, in their home and we, they'd come up with a recipe, but it was so great because all the great conversations, if you think about it, you go to dinner parties or in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, everyone sets up their living room and it's beautiful, but then, you know, everyone's in the kitchen. So that's our show was in the kitchen, hence kitchen talk. But nice. you know, we were talking about how Isaiah called me a couple weeks ago and he's, we were FaceTiming and he's like, you're going to come back and do season two. I'm like, of course, like I can't <laughs> wait. And we were just saying, like, if anyone had submitted this as a script to Fox or whatever, no one would have bought this. No one would believe it. Like, oh, no one's, there's going to be 40 million people out of work. Uh, there's a virus that's killing people. And you can't leave your house. And you have to wear a mask. I mean, mm -hmm. it would never be filmed. They would think it was so preposterous, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's wild. It's unpredictable. Um, and I think what you just said to that, you know, to our listeners too, that's great advice. You know, eat, eat, try to eat well, get some good sleep, drink water, get outside, prime Absolutely. your day to be positive. Try and have as much normalcy as you can. Like, yeah. you know, it, the more, you know, that will just keep everything easy and it won't feel so, everything won't feel so harsh. You won't be, I mean, we're very sensitive right now, obviously, because we're so isolated and there's doesn't feel like there's anything to look forward to and you can't really plan. But if you can at least just like what you mentioned, that, that control what you can control. Yeah, definitely. We'll make this time easier, even though it doesn't feel like it, but it will make it easier. I think. Yeah. When, I mean, when I was told I have to work from home and it's going to, and everything's closed around here. I live in Arizona. Everything was closed. I had to stay at home. I told myself, I was like, I'm going to make this coronavirus COVID-19 thing, the best thing ever for my, my podcast, my brand and what I'm doing. I'm going to build it even harder because now I have more time. It's time. And it's the same for me. Like I'm doing more interviews. I'm like, Oh, that's another blessing. I, I could never do the amount of interviews that I'm doing. Yeah. Now, normally, because I'm on a photo shoot or a TV show or I'm running my company. I mean, if I could do one a week would be great. Like I'm, you know, doing multiple every day. And, you know, that's, that's really great. I'm, I'm happy to raise awareness. I, I get emails and phone calls from people saying like, I heard your interview and um, I had no idea about any of these signs. And thank God I heard it because I saved my husband or I saved my wife. Oh, or my friend. And that's incredible it makes me feel so great to know that, you know, 
someone's life was spared. That's why I tell people, don't stop talking. Don't stop doing stuff. Don't stop putting stuff out there. Just keep putting it, putting it, putting it. Even if you feel like you don't get a response, just keep doing it because people, people hear it. It'll reach someone. Absolutely. My daughter today, my daughter Rose, um, just with, she was today is Brianna Taylor's 27th birthday. The woman that was murdered in Kentucky, my daughter literally sat with some friends and wrote hand wrote each letter. She wrote like 30 letters to the governor and, and the mayor of this town to arrest these officers. You know, they wrote these really heartfelt letters hand. I mean, so many, and you know, she's mailing it. So everyone can make a difference. You know, you, you just have to try. Yeah. And, uh, so I know we we're on a little bit of a time crunch here, so I think it's a good point to wrap things up a bit, but, um, where can people find you and your stuff and your content and your brand? Okay. Um, well, um, prettygirlmakeup.com is my website for my brand for my lip gloss and hand sanitizer. Ooh. Hand sanitizer. We should do a talk on this. Amazon, mm. Facebook, and Instagram will not allow any advertising of that. Really? Yeah. They That's say it's crazy. Yeah. They, they can determine if it's overpriced. It's my manufacturer is charging a certain amount. I'm of course I'm trying to make some money. I'm not, I'm not gouging anyone, but no. will not allow, they removed it from my Facebook store and my Instagram store. What? Yeah. And, oh and, um, and Amazon too, I guess That's it's, insane. An, it's insane. I'm like, I'm not forcing anyone to buy this. You don't have to well, buy it. It's a free market. Buy it. If you want to buy it. Right. So that's incredible. Yeah, that's be my next, uh, you know, that's going to be my next soapbox I get on is I get on Facebook and I'm like, wow, I, 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 th I would never have thought in a million years that the government could determine that my job is not essential. Like, isn't it essential? I pay my mortgage and feed my kids and, and take care of people. Like who's to say that someone's business isn't essential. Like exactly. Like it's essential to, if it's essential to you, it's essential. <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of like being able to pay my mortgage on time and have some food. I don't know. Call me crazy. We should do a live stream on that. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be open to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next time we can talk about, you know, my other, my other stuff. My yeah, all the, that's why I said you got a lot to unpack. So we can, we can kind of go through a few things. This one we focused on grief. Maybe the next one we'll talk more about business, how you even, because yeah. I still don't even know how you got into the whole world that you're into, you know. I'd love to. It would be fun. Cool. Anytime. We'll set it up. That All right. Good. So I thank you very much for, for this interview. For having me. That was really nice. Yeah, guys. And uh, make sure to check out our Instagram, Facebook page. Go to the website if you're interested. Um, you know, and the other, uh, for my, if you want to see my portfolio or Instagram, it's Christina Flack Makeup. Christina Flack Makeup. Awesome. And guys, you know where you can find, uh, you can find this episode on iTunes or Apple Podcast or Podbean. Just look up Jacked, J-A-K-D. That's just a couple dudes podcast and it's always great having a amazing female guest on because normally obviously it's more of a male dominated show but we like to give the whole spread i love the name of your podcast it's so great yeah <laughs> it's just a, i mean today it's, it's, it's one dude perfect name <laughs> yeah it's so great all right well thank you everybody uh this has been amazing so go ahead and check out that episode